0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time.
1: Time time
0: to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone with the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. We are Odyssey's 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. I'm Al Sacco along with Brian Rennick and our co-host today. It's another collab pod. And we have, listen, if, if you follow the 49ers and you follow 49ers content, you absolutely know who this guy is. He's actually, he's been killing it with content for a long time now. He's currently with Niners Nation. He is Akash Anabarathan, or as I told him when we just talked to him off air, he doesn't even need a last name. He's just Akash. He's like Beyonce. He's like Prince. You just know him as Akash. And we're thrilled to have him right now. Akash, thanks for being here, buddy. Appreciate you guys for having me.
2: Al, as you know, we've written together before. Yeah. Uh, I've been following your content for a long time. Brian, I've been following your content recently. Big fan of your guys' work. And uh, yeah, just appreciate
0: you for having me on. Likewise, man. We're definitely Absolutely. fans of your work too. You know, you just everything you do is is great and top notch. So I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done anything together. So it's, I can't wait to talk some Niners with you today. And I want to start just because I haven't talked to you and it's been such a crazy season with the quarterback going from Lance to Grop and now Brock Purdy. I just want to know where you are with all of it, man. The whole season and where we are with Brock. Just kind of take us through your emotions and how you're feeling right now.
2: I think coming into the season, we were all excited for the Trey Lance show, right? Ever since they traded those three first-round picks, got up to number three, we're all excited to see, A, who they're going to take, and then how that player was going to pan out under Kyle Shanahan with all the weapons on this offense. Unfortunately, he gets hurt you know, a couple weeks into the season, and then you're back to Jimmy Garoppolo. And then you realize what the roster they have, Uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo finally being fully healthy and then them adding Christian McCaffrey he just started to play better and better and you're like oh man you know this might be as good and as efficient as Garoppolo has played for the 49ers and so naturally you start to think okay the Super Bowl hopes and all that stuff starts to come into play and then he gets hurt um, and Brock Purdy steps in and at that point you're thinking can they just keep the ship afloat can they just get to the playoffs here? And then maybe, depending on who they play in the first round, win a game or two. Um, And then you watch Brock Pretty play over the last few weeks and you're like, have they just improved at the quarterback position? Because he's improvising, he's hitting plays under pressure, he's creating out of the pocket, he's hitting touchdowns down the sideline. And it's just been an absolute roller coaster. And I think you just take it week for week and... With Brock Purdy now, you just you just see, okay, can he do it again? He's done it two weeks, right? He stepped in. He showed what he can do against the Dolphins. He prepared for a Todd Bowles defense and passed that test. And now the next test is, can you go on the road to Seattle, short week, up against a Pete Carroll defense, and can you be efficient once again? And so I feel like we're just taking it for you know what it is at this point and just enjoying the ride because it's been a hell of a season.
0: Yeah, Brian and I were talking last show with Purdy. It's weird because you brought Lance in for the bigger plays, right? And then you get Jimmy in here and he's kind of plays point guard and he's a, he's efficient. And Purdy's kind of doing both so far. And again, a lot can happen. It's only been two games that he's really played. But he's hitting the short throws. He's playing point guard. And then he's hitting these these 20-plus yard touchdowns outside the numbers, which, which we haven't seen. So all of a sudden, it's a little bit of both. And it's way too premature to get too excited but it's hard not to be. I had said last show too, it's, that was one of the funnest games I've watched in a while last week, just to see them you know, put an ass kicking on, on Tampa and the way that they did it and to have this quarterback come in and, and really kind of ignite the fan base about it. It's, it's been cool to watch, Brian.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I was talking to my buddy, uh, Chris, uh, yesterday at uh, pickup at school. Um, our kids go to school together and uh, we we're just talking 49ers in the parking lot and it it really does feel like with Brock Purdy again in parentheses, small sample size, right? You always got to say that. It's not trying to to be a wet blanket, right? We'll leave that to Al. Al but Al is Al has been a damp blanket this year, which is great. <laughs> That's awesome, right? But it really feels like Jimmy Garoppolo's game has a giant hole, and Trey Lance's game has a giant hole. Garoppolo's game, his hole is mobility and playmaking. Doesn't have any of it, right? He's he's a statue in the pocket. If the play breaks down, he's either taking a sack, throwing an interception, or very recently throwing the ball away, which has been a huge development, right? <laughs> and you're like, the fact that we have to, to cheer that on, I think, tells you a lot about kind of where his game has been. But, and then, and then with Trey Lance, all the physical tools are there. It's just a, a complete lack of experience and a complete lack of playing time over the past really three years which is crazy to think about. Um, But, and then, and then in comes Brock Purdy, who has the mobility and the playmaking that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't, who can extend the play, keep the play alive, or even salvage uh, a bad play call. And he has the experience of 47 starts at a power five school that allows him to, 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 really not have the moment be too big for him. That's the biggest thing for me was stepping in against the dolphins and then, you know, stepping in your first start against the goat right in his homecoming and to go out and and perform the way that he has. And so again, small sample size, but it really feels like a marriage of, of the two players. The, the, the only thing that, that worries me with Brock is, is the physical limitations, but, we really haven't seen those physical limitations limit him so far in the two games that he's played. So, you know, this offense doesn't need Josh Allen. It doesn't need Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't need someone with a rocket launcher attached to their shoulder. It needs somebody that's willing to make the plays down the field and has enough arm to get there like a Matt Ryan, right? Does Brock Purdy have more of a Matt Ryan arm? Probably. And, and Matt Ryan might have a better arm a little bit, but, but you know, we're also comparing Matt Ryan, in 2018 versus, you know, earlier in his career when he's starting to go down a little bit. So that's the thing that's most exciting is, Hey, here's a guy who, here's a guy who, who marries the two things together. And so we're going to get a a large sample size from him moving forward. He's going to play the rest of the way he's going to play in the playoffs. Right. And we're going to get a good idea of who he is. And, and, and as we stated earlier out, I would love to have the problem of what do we do with these two young quarterbacks who were were we believe both need this team. I'm I'm down to have that problem.
0: We got a long offseason to talk about <laughs> that. So, um, hopefully, it'd be a good problem to have. So, Akash, you see you see what's happened with the team over the last two weeks, and then you kind of look at the NFC as a whole, which other than Philly, eh, you know, does anybody really scare you? And I think the Niners would be the number two team there. Have your expectations changed? at all for this team going into the playoffs like going in there and and taking a look at the field and what's going to be what do you think this team can do moving forward as as they get into January
2: absolutely and as you guys know I love football outsiders DVOA and basically it looks at success on like a per play basis and just looks at how that is compared to your opponent based off of where you play based off of game situation so Mm -hmm. it looks at you know all those type things and looks at how efficient you are and since week 10 49ers are number one in total team DVOA by a wide With a bullet. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, right now, I'd say hottest team in the NFL. I mean, they've won six straight. They are averaging like 29 points per game in that span. They're only allowing 11 points. So not only are they winning, I mean, they are kicking people's ass um, as they're doing that. And I think the addition of Christian McCaffrey has just completely changed this offense and how Kyle Shanahan now attacks defenses. And then defensively, you know, they've they've been doing this all season. They had a couple games, right, between Atlanta and Kansas City where they struggled, but it seems like they've gotten back on track. And now Eric Armstead's healthy, and, mm-hmm. and their defense is firing on all cylinders. So I don't think there's necessarily a team in the NFC that worries me. Philly, extremely talented. You know, they have an MVP candidate in Jalen Hurts. They're talented in the trenches, right, offensive line, defensive line. They're stout. Um, And, you know, assuming they get home field advantage, having to go play in Philadelphia in those in that weather against that fan base probably is a tall, tall task. But I would take my chances just given the fact that Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts haven't necessarily been in that situation, whereas Kyle Shanahan, this team, they've been through the ringer multiple postseasons now. They've won road playoff games. They know what it takes. And then the Cowboys don't necessarily scare me either. Just, again, coaching staff, their offense – has been kind of up and down. It's been somewhat of a roller coaster. I know they've been more of a defensive-led team. And given the fact that they're going to be a wild card, right, the 49ers had to go through this last season. Winning consecutive road playoff games just takes a toll on your team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where Cowboys would probably run into some issues, assuming, you know, they're, they don't win that division and have to go on the road to Tampa Bay, on the road to Philly, et cetera, et cetera. So i take, I take the 49ers' chances, especially if Brock Purdy is going to play this way and he keeps up. You Know his level of play. I mean, it's hard to find a weakness on this team. Um, right now, you'd think okay, it's just pretty inexperienced, but he continues to just answer every test you throw in front of him. So, with that said, I, I, I take my chances, and pretty consistently, it feels like those three are kind of your NFC contenders.
0: So, do you guys know the last team with one loss or less to win the Super Bowl? Do you know who that is? Oh man, probably I'm just throwing this. So, so I heard this Super Bowl. To win the Super Bowl. I heard this say Philly looks like they're probably gonna go 16 and one if you look at their schedule. Maybe they'll get two losses. But if they go 16 and one, the last team, so you had just think of some teams 15 was and there one, one? You know, <laughs> there was. There was. The Panthers were 15 and one a few years ago with mm. Cam Newton and they lost. You okay. have the 16 and zero Patriots who lost uh, the Packers were 15 and one one year. And I think they lost in one of the years they lost to the Giants. The last team with one loss to win the Super Bowl was the 85 Bears. Oof. Okay. The eighty-four Niners also did it, and the Raiders were thirteen and one in the seventies, and they did it. So just because you go through the regular season guns blazing with one loss doesn't mean really anything. But the one thing that scares me about Philly, I think right now, and and we'll see as the season goes on, the Niners are really banged up on the interior of their defensive line right now. No, Philly can run the hell out of the ball. Philly's the one team definitely in the NFC, well, AFC, You got your Allen, Mahomes, and Burrow, so anything can happen there. It's a different. But Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Just having that QB is is a different type of challenge. But what Philly can do, as well as Hertz is playing, their offensive and defensive lines can play with the Niners' offensive and defensive lines. Philly's got the best offensive line in the league. They're loaded on the D line, and they had a problem stopping the run, and they go out and they sign with Sue and Joseph to help help out them. So they're the one team that I think can, I don't want to say out-physical, the 49ers, but at least compete with their physicality. And that scares me when, but when I look at the NFC, I'm not scared of any of the teams that are going to get in in the wild card, the giants, the commanders, the lions, who I love, I'm loving the story, but I'm not scared of them. (laughs) Seattle, I think is, you know, they're turning back into a pumpkin. I'm not afraid of the Vikings. We've seen, I think they're frauds Dallas. Yeah. With that front with Micah Parsons and those guys, they, they can be scary, but how many times have we seen them? Shit the bed in the playoffs. So really it's Philly and the Niners that I see kind of on a collision course, assuming Brady or, Brady. Uh, Purdy keeps playing the way that he is, but that's right. That's the team that scares <laughs> me. Is, is that's
1: Philly. not, I am I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go on record now and say that that wasn't a slip up out. <laughs> I, Brady, Brady. <laughs> I love it. Um, Akash, one of the reasons why uh, I started following you in the first place, uh, uh, because you share your love of numbers that I do. Um, and so, you know, in preparing for this, I went through and, and looked at a lot of DVOA and I actually went through the last six weeks um, mainly because I wanted to see really post McCaffrey trade. Uh, and so if you, if you filter DVOA, uh, over the last six weeks, uh, San Francisco, like you said, is, is number one overall. And like I said, with a bullet, uh, second is Dallas. And so again, with DVOA, uh, they use a percentage, right? And so 0% is league average. Okay. That's what, that's how DVOA works. And over the last six weeks, again, overall, so offense, defense, special teams, San Francisco is first overall at 61.5%. Okay. Which is massive. I mean, that's, it's, it's huge. I mean, huge. Second is Dallas at 39.6. There quite literally hasn't been a team in the NFL over the last six weeks that can sniff the 49ers' performance. It's unbelievable. And that has everything to do with offense, defense. Even the special teams has picked up over the last six weeks. It's been impressive to watch. Um, and and then to your point, Al about Philly, it's interesting because Philly's rush offense again over the last uh, six weeks is first in the NFL, and and they're they're running their efficiency numbers on the in, uh, in the run game are incredible. They're wa- they're they're first overall at thirty eight point six percent. is what you expect to see uh, from a passing offense. Like a good top five passing offense will be in that 30% range. They're in that range with their run game. And so it really is, they are head and shoulders better than anybody else running the ball in the NFL. And a lot Mm -hmm. of that has to do with Jalen hurts. Um, And so the, the big thing for me, this defense in the past has shown a, a, a distinct struggle against mobile quarterbacks and you look at the you look at the 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 games where the defense struggled this year we we highlighted specifically atlanta and and kansas city now in in both of those games there were injuries right where where a lot of key contributors were out in atlanta bosa wasn't playing uh uh eric Armstead was out already uh i believe we were missing at least uh we were missing aziz might have missed Dre that game. I can't, but there were injuries. And then even <laughs> against Kansas City, you know, injuries kind of banged up that, that game. That, yeah, they yeah. were banged up. Yeah. Um, and so what's interesting is that again, this this 49ers defense is uh, you know, first overall in DVOA, uh, for the whole season, but also if you in just the past six weeks. Uh, but they've been really, really good against the run. And so it really, if those two teams meet, it really will be strength on strength. Um, The, the, the only thing that scares me is as efficient as Philly is in the run game. They're also equally efficient in their pass game. So they really are, they really are a good team. Um, But I, the way that this team has been playing over the last six weeks, there isn't a team in the NFL that scares me. Uh, And I'll be perfectly honest, even Kansas city. Um, because I don't think if we, if, if they played each other again, I don't think you're going to see anywhere near the type of performance on the offensive side of the ball that they would have against this defense with Armstead, with, with their entire complement of, uh, of defensive players. And then possibly, hopefully as Shanahan said, Ken law starts to practice after the Seattle game. So again, you've got another, another player coming back that makes this defense even better.